Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? That's a haunting question. chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. I have another GPS story. We got to go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee for a family reunion this summer, and we decided to extend our vacation by an extra day, and so we headed out from Tennessee, and we're going to head home, and I don't like going up to 66, which is up to D.C. in the Beltway and drop back down to Waldorf. I'd rather go 81 to about Richmond and shoot up. I don't like going out of the way. I don't care if it's faster speed-wise as much as I like to drive the speed limit. <laughs> My wife's in the room. Um, so we're heading out, and we decided to stop at Natural Bridge, uh, Virginia. Uh, and so we stopped there for, or no, we stopped in Roanoke for the night. But we decided to stop at the Virginia Safari Park. I won't, I could spend like 30 minutes on that. I have pictures, see me after church if you want pictures of that. But sure enough, we headed home for our last day and I have discovered Waze, W-A-Z-E, for my app for GPS. Uh, all my camp adults, it was awesome for that week. All of a sudden, though, we're driving home on the last day from Tennessee, or from Roanoke, heading home, and I wanted to hit towards Richmond, go up uh, from Keynes Dominion over the Nice Bridge, right up into Waldorf. All of a sudden, I'm like, Carrie, this is not right. The time has changed for my ETA. Uh, mileage is, something's not right. So I pull up the list. All of a sudden, this thing's taking me back country roads, back over to 66, you know? And I'm like, I do not want to go back over that way and back down the, belt, uh, the beltway and down 210 to home, only because there was some backup on the nice bridge or right before. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. So I picked the location. I think it was the Sheets gas station right there, you know, before the nice bridge. So I had at least some place that thing was going to get me to and then figure out a way home. Um, but how nice would it be to have some form of GPS for our life that would get us at least in a, the general direction that we know that God wants us to go, uh, know at least a little bit of what his will is for our life, uh, to at least be in the general vicinity of the right direction. Um, and, and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to sin. We're going to make some wrong choices. We're going to get distracted. We're going to take some side roads. But how nice would that be to at least be in the general direction God, that God wants us to be? Well, guess what? I have it for us today. Um, and this is where the situation that the Colossians were in, uh, that Paul has come up to this point in the book of Colossians, explaining to the, the Christians there, look, I've told you how uh, the preeminence of Christ is there, that there is nothing else that you need, no one else that you need than Jesus Christ. Uh, it is pretty clear so far that he is sufficient 
uh, more than sufficient, but preeminent above all things in this world. Uh, there is no other uh, that any, any person, anything else than, that you need in your life in Jesus Christ. Um, and so I have given you this picture of who Christ is. You have this faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, the end of verse 5, he says, I have this confidence in your faith in Jesus Christ. So he starts with verse 6 saying, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, and here's the key, so walk in him. So he is saying, Paul is saying, look, you're getting bombarded with all of these different religions and philosophies and teachings. Um, some of them actually even include Jesus, but not as Savior and Lord. Uh, you, are getting, you are getting so many different directions that you can go in in your life. But let me give you this. Let me give you this direction um, to walk this way, that you need to walk in the Lord that you need to, as you walk in the Lord, you are rooted, you are built up in him, you are established in the faith, and you are abounding in thanksgiving. Plain and simple, easy, it, it's, it's no simpler than that formula, to walk in Christ Jesus as Lord. And here is the heart and the core of the book, uh, that Paul has given them the picture of Christ, the preeminent uh, picture of Christ that, that no other need for anyone else, anything else than Jesus Christ, the one and only Jesus Christ. And you have him here. It is like coach on the first day saying, this is the ball. Plain and simple. This is all that you need. This is it. And now here's what we're going to do with it. Here's what you're going to do with Jesus. Walk in him. And from there, this is what we're going to take a look at, is that the practical side of continuing to live in him, to give yourself over to the lordship of Jesus Christ in your life, to understand that it's more than just the doctrines of Christ, it is Christ in you, um, and that you have surrendered completely and utterly into him and giving yourself into him. So Paul is saying, now you need to walk in this way, to walk in him, uh, to do more than just hear what I'm teaching you, but now let's do this. Let's be about Christ and all things Christ. So as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, by the way, this word received is this free grace language. Uh, to receive is something that we have not earned, we have not purchased. It is nothing that we have gained, nothing. It is simply a free gift. And what happens when you receive a free gift? It is for yours to keep. Um, and there's a personal element to our relationship with Christ. Um, it is very personal. And it is this picture that as I receive Christ Jesus as Lord, he becomes my Christ. He becomes my Lord. He is my Savior. He, he cleansed my sin with his blood. His righteousness covers me. His spirit fills me. It's personal. And that is such the core of my heart for our students, um, for any of our new believers and, and, and new people that are in church, that you need to realize that you need to make your faith your own. It is not up to mom and dad. It is not up to your youth pastor. It is not up to your pastor. 
your Sunday school teacher, everyone needs to realize that this relationship with God is your own, that the Lordship of Christ in your life is your own. Um, you can't rely on anyone else's. You know, well, pastor's got this amazing relationship with God. It's, it's evident um, that he is Lord in his life. Well, I'm just gonna, I'm just kinda kind of imitate him. That's a good thing, right? Um, but you're gonna fail. Not, not you, you're, you're fine. <laughs> but we can't rely on anyone else except whom? Jesus Christ. Him alone and, and he as Lord. And, and that's the biggest thing in this transition with our teenagers. Um, realizing that they grow up, they've heard the stories, um, they've heard the stories over and over. I've heard that before. Oh no, you're teaching on Jonah? I've heard that like 20 times every year from birth till now. You know, well, guess what? There's something to this. Um, but realizing that this relationship with God is their own, that's key. We can't go on and tell Jesus Christ is Lord of your life, um, that he is Savior, that it's more than just he saved my sins, I get my ticket to heaven. There's a lordship that's happening in your life. And that's what we're going to look at, that it's walking in him, that it's an ongoing process until the day that we leave this earth, that the Holy Spirit is doing a work in our life, that we have allowed Christ to be preeminent in all things in our life. Um, and that is amazing. And so the Colossians have not merely received the doctrine of Christ, uh, they had received Christ himself. I almost brought my cinnamon, cinnamon roll back. Do you remember the cinnamon roll factor? If I brought a cinnamon roll out right now, I could tell you how great it tastes, how good it smells, you know, the texture of the, the bread to the cinnamon and sugar inside. Okay, does that smell good or taste good about now? Um, but it's not going to do you any good until you taste it yourself. Um, we cannot go any farther until you have t truly tasted and seen that the Lord is good, um, that salvation is yours, that, the, that Jesus Christ wants to be Lord of your life. And then once you get that, and the Colossians got it, now walk in him. And what does that look like? Um, so first is, is to walk this way with Christ as Lord. So now walk in him. And all of these, these verbs that we're going to look at to walk, to be rooted in, uh, to be built up, are in this, um, this tense that is ongoing, uh, this present tense that means that it, it continues on. There's not just a completed action that's done, we're good to go, and then we'll just cruise through life until we get to go to heaven. Um, no, it is a continual growing process, a continual work in motion each and every day, each and every moment of each and every day. Um, there's a pursuit of Christ in our life, a pursuit of the glory of God in our life each and every day, and that's part of all of this. And so to walk in Him, and I thought through this, and it's one thing to walk with someone, and it's great, you know, we sing about that. I think it was in one of the, the songs earlier, to walk with Jesus. Um, I love going on walks with Carrie. Now that the rail trail is open, that was one of our favorites around here. 
Um, it's, it's nice to get out and, and to enjoy a walk, and we don't do it as much as we need to. But to just enjoy what we're observing and to be out in, in nature and everything and uh, to enter in the conversation and just to have time with each other. Um, and how precious is that even in our relationship with God? Uh, to be in conversation with Him and to spend time uh, with Him is awesome. Um, and, and hopefully I don't pull out my phone as much as I, I do sometimes. Um, or there's a picture of walking in someone else's shoes um, to, to experience what they experience, to have the, the sight that they have, the, to see what they're seeing. Um, and that's another thing, to have the, 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 the eyes of God or the goggles of God I've heard before, to kind of see what God sees um, and to, to, to see the needs of other people. And that's important too, but this is even deeper to walk in him, and that is to be completely, absolutely engulfed in the Lordship of Christ in your life, um, to allow him to have access to your entire life, um, to, to say, God, I surrender all, truly all, my thoughts, my actions, my words, everything about me is in Christ. And what happens when that happens? There should be some major change. There should be some change that is so radical and noticeable because I'm walking with Christ. My focus, my focus should no longer be on this world. It should be on the things of Christ. Uh, the des my own desires should not be my own. It should be the desires of Christ in my life. So to walk this way in Christ uh, and to walk in him is such an important factor to all of this, to understand to just completely allow God lordship over our life um, and to say, all right, God, I'm willing to do whatever uh, and, and to give him all. And it is so much more, like I said, to just believe that God forgave my sins, believe that I'm going to heaven. It is more than that. He wants more than that. He doesn't want us to just be confident that we're going to heaven and then just be in cruise mode um, enjoy a few Sundays here and there until uh, our last days on earth. But he wants to use us. He wants to be a part of each and every day of our life. Um, so walk in this way in Christ. And then these awesome pictures of being rooted up and built up and established in the faith. And again, these, these verbs, tenses of, of an ongoing process, of a work that the Holy Spirit is doing. Um, Philippians 3.14 says, um, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's this picture of always pressing on, always moving forward in our relationship with God. There is no level of maturity. There's no highest level. There's no, you know, end of game. You know, all of a sudden, hey, I made it. You know, final level, I'm done. I don't need to memorize any more verses, go to any more Bible studies. You know, worship is done. I've sung all the songs. You know, I've had my fill. I'm good until God calls me to heaven. No way. Not even close. I mean, we haven't even begun. Where's John? Yeah, not even close. Um, it's, it's an ongoing process. So rooted up, or to, to be rooted, rooted up, built up everything up. Um, 
And trees need roots to stay alive and to stay up. I know these things because I've battled these things. Um, we had a small tree in our backyard once. I say once because at the end of the story, I have conquered. <laughs> but we had a small tree in our backyard once. Um, and I do miss my truck because I pulled my full-size tundra, tundra around the side of the house. Um, I attached the, the trunk of this tree to my hitch. And all I thought I had to do was put that baby in drive and pull forward and bye-bye tree. Oh no, put it in drive, wheel spin, wheel spin, bye-bye grass, bye-bye a little bit of dirt. I'm like, oh no, first of all, I'm in trouble with no grass. I'm gonna have to fix that. All of a sudden, I'm like, this thing's not going anywhere. So I back up the truck as much as I can because I can't get it through the gate or the fence. So I've got a decent angle to the, to the trunk. I raise the strap up a little bit so I can at least start to tilt the tree a little bit because it's one of the ratchet type straps. So I start digging and I dig, 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 dig until some of the roots are exposed. And by the way, who in the world told me that trees, the height of the tree is, is the, like the roots are about equal to the height of a tree, maybe a little bit less. That's a bunch of baloney. These troops were way down there and way out there. Um, so I'm digging, 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 and then I'd ratchet it to, to give a little tension on the tree, and then I'd pull the axe out and chop away at the roots a little bit. It was forever to get that thing out of there, which it did come out, finally. Um, but I want those kind of roots in my life. Um, when I am in Christ, I want to be that rooted in him. Uh, that, that I'm not going anywhere. And that's what, that's what the work of the Holy Spirit is doing in our life. That is the promise that we are going to be rooted so deep in him that we're not going anywhere. Um, roots also provide a source of nutrition and life, stability and strength, um, that when we are planted, and by the way, this soil that we're planted in is Jesus Christ. You know, and by the work of the Holy Spirit to be that rich and that, that just deep in our roots is amazing. A picture, um, another verse in Jeremiah gives a, an amazing picture. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Uh, here is a beautiful picture of, of this, this tree rooted in the depth of Christ, uh, close to a stream, plenty of nutrients, plenty of life, uh, plenty of strength. And here is, this, here is what is happening when we walk in Him. So we are obedient to walk in Him, and then God comes in. The Holy Spirit does a work in us to root us in Him, um, and is amazing. There's no, and here's Paul with his word picture, that there are no other nutrients for us. There is no other outside source that we need to go to. There is no other religion, no other thought, no other sciences, no other anything that we need to get the life nutrients for us from anywhere else but Jesus Christ. Um, and so he's like, be clear with that. And as I'm working through this section yet again, as I prepare for a sermon, or any Bible study, I sit here self-evaluating my own life. 
And I sat there thinking, all right, no worries. Like, do I fear when times get tough? Um, am I a worry wart? By the way, don't ask my boys or my wife. Um, and, then, and then I thought, well, you know, family, the family roots. Um, and I started thinking about family uh, and, and the family roots. And, and there's stability and strength that comes from family. Um, there's nutrients. There's love, encouragement, Chipotle and Taco Bell. You know, my boys get nutrients in some form, and especially when mom cooks, and it's really good. Um, but I thought, is my family, as head of this household, as a man of God, is my family in an environment that they are exposed to the riches of Jesus Christ? Um, now, theologically, I know that's not really working with where I am right now, but this is where my thoughts went. Um, am I setting an example as a man of God for my sons, for my wife to see? I shouldn't have looked over there. Um, to see God at work and, and me rooted. Um, is my family at least exposed to the environments of the rich soil of Jesus Christ? Um, and that's huge. That's huge, I think, in our families. Um, and we tarry on. So walk this way rooted in Christ and then built up. Paul then moves on to an, this construction picture. Um, and two thoughts came into my mind, the cornerstone and the solid rock that we find in other parts of Scripture. The cornerstone in Acts chapter 4 and then the solid rock in Matthew 7. In Acts 4, talks about Jesus being the cornerstone um, that was rejected by the builders. And the cornerstone, when you have two sides coming together, the cornerstone is what keeps them aligned, keeps them squared up, uh, so that the rest of the house can be built strong and solid, so that there's not any unequalness uh, that's going on with there. And what a beautiful picture of Christ as a cornerstone, keeping our lives in alignment. Uh, that we have scripture, we have Christ's example for us to whatever's going on in our life, that we can, we can put that life situation on top of Christ and see if it lines up. Or better yet, Christ on top of our situation and see if it lines up. Um, and then the solid rock from Matthew 7, um, talking about the man who built his house on the rock, versus the man who built his house on the sand. Um, we know what house fell, the one that was on the sand, because it wasn't built on the rock. And being built up on the rock, who is Christ Jesus, I've always loved that illustration, because if you build on a rock, you can't just lay whatever foundation you want. You've got to go according to the nooks and crannies of that rock. You've got to go according to the blueprint of what God has laid out for you to build the foundation of that house on. You're not the guy with the sand that can sand sculpt whatever design foundation he wants. Um, you've got to go according to the blueprints that God has. So again, another place for us to go to, to take our life and say, does this match up with what God wants us to do? So as we build up, as we are built up by the Holy Spirit, are we aligning our life with what God has for us and the plans that he has for us. 
Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to build our life and our faith on what God already has set up for us by his cornerstone, by his blueprints, by the rock that he has? Are we continuing to allow the Holy Spirit to shape our life into the likeness of Jesus Christ? Um, walk this way built up in Christ and then established in the faith. Um, and I like this one, to be established, to be completed once for all. Now this verb is a done, a once and done. Um, absolutely completed, set up, established, ready to go, um, ready for action. Uh, being established in the faith refers to an unshakable personal faith in Christ. Being established in the faith means that we arrive at the point in our spiritual life at which we have complete assurance that we have eternal life, complete assurance that we are saved in Christ. Uh, John, 1 John 5.13 says, These sayings I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God, uh, that you may know that you have eternal life. And Paul has set up, already set up in the previous verses that Christ is all that we need. Uh, so then we, when we accept Christ as Savior and Lord, and when we allow his Holy Spirit to work in our life, we are totally locked in. Romans 8 says that there is nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There's a whole list of everything that's, that can be possible. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Uh, there is that Lordship again, complete surrender to Jesus Christ, our Savior. So walk this way, established in the faith. And then abounding in thanksgiving. No matter what life is bringing you, no matter what situation is going on, no matter how crazy the schedule gets, and it's about to get crazy, um, especially Charles County people, um, no matter what is going on, no matter how horrific situations are in your life, no matter how amazing situations are in your life, abounding in thanksgiving in all things, not because of what your life is going on, not because of what happiness is going on, no, not because of what horrific things or loss is happening in, all, in your life. It's all because of Jesus. It's because of what Jesus is doing in your life. It is looking at what he has poured into your life, his abundant love, his abundant mercy, his abundant goodness, his abundant power. Thankful to Jesus for providing a way for the forgiveness of our sins, for eternal life, for a, a full access to God the Father, a full access and working of the Holy Spirit in, in our life. And how amazing that we have more than just this ticket to heaven. I mean, that's more than enough. Uh, agreed? Would that not be enough for, for God to say, look, Christ has died for your sins. His shed blood will cover your sins, and, and that's going to be good enough for you to get into heaven. That's, that's amazing. That would be enough for me. But it's more than that. He wants us now. He wants us now. He wants, he wants us to experience 
to live for him, to see him at work now. That blows my mind. There's, there's a preciousness there. There's an adoring there that he loves me. It's more than just, hey, you accept me? Then I'll let you go to heaven. No, he, I haven't done this in a while, by the way. But he wants me out of the darkness and into his glorious light now, not in glory, not when I'm done on earth, now. That's amazing. That, that's all it is. The ball is right here. All we got to do is take it. All we got to do is run with it. All we have to do is walk in Christ Jesus as Lord. Plain and simple. There's, there's nothing else. All the rest is amazingness. To understand him more, to, to get a little bit more of a glimpse of him, to serve him a little bit more, to experience him a little bit more, that's all bonus. The amazingness is walking in Christ Jesus now. That blows my mind and blows my heart. And that's, that's what we're here for. That's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why we do church. That's why we love each other now. That's why we love Christ now. Um, there is, people, there's nothing else. And that's what we're going to see the rest of Colossians. There's nothing else that, that we, we need to keep our eyes on. And that's, I mean, mic dropped. I don't know what's the word. Yeah, um, I pray that you know this Jesus as your Lord. If you don't, please come talk to us. I pray that God breaks your heart. I pray for people in your, in your life and your family that don't know him, that he breaks their heart. Because there is some amazing stuff going on. And this is an amazing Savior that loves us so much, an amazing Lord that wants the absolute greatest for us in our life. Um, and I pray that if you feel like you have been cruising through life, that you, you truly are a believer, but you've just kind of been cruising and you haven't allowed the Holy Spirit all access. I haven't. In your life, open those stinking doors. And allow him more access. Allow him to, to let those roots go deeper. Allow him to be built up more. Don't be afraid of the realignment of your life. It hurts sometimes, but it is so much greater than what you're trying to do on your own. And so, let God love you. Let Christ be in you and you in him and let the Holy Spirit have his way. Just pray that God break us and use us and just for us to continue to fall more deeply in love with him each and every day. We're gonna have a time right now to close in prayer and invitation. There's a time or a decision that you need to make now is the time as we um, I'm not even going to say close this time of worship because we don't ever close our time of worship.
Heavenly Father, thank you for this time together, um, for just a reminder of how much you love us and how much you adore us. Father, that you call us precious, that you want us to be a part of all that you have for us. Father, I pray that we just continue to jump in deeper with both feet into you and live for you. And Father, keep you as our absolute focus and complete um, drive in our life and in our heart as we continue to live this life, uh, that we do all things according to you and that we walk in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.